just started it's on the ledge podcast the chelsea flower show edition 2022 this week's show comes from the chelsea flower show where i talk to the makers of the six houseplant studios and we hear from listener baz What a day I had at the Chelsea Flower Show on press day on Monday. It's been going for more than 100 years. And although it feels like I've been going for 100 years, I think I've actually been going to the show for about a dozen years now. And it's been delightful in the last few years, pandemic notwithstanding, to see houseplants finally, finally getting some airtime. And... The houseplant studios are probably the most concentrated area of houseplantiness at the show. That's where I hung out to interview their creators. What's the concept? Well, a company called Morven Garden Buildings, who make wooden structures to put in your garden, have sponsored this area, this category. And each building offers the chance for someone to Pack it full of plants, style it any way they want. Like most garden buildings, there are windows at the front and sometimes on the sides, but inside is quite a dark wooden cavern in a way. So lighting was all important. And in a way, many of the were the same challenges we face in our homes in terms of trying to make enough light for our plants to thrive. Obviously, this is a showcase, and so the creators of the houseplant studios could do things that you probably wouldn't want to do at home. Plants that would need different light levels could sit quite happily for a week and survive, and probably you couldn't do that in exactly the same way at home. But there was plenty of inspiration here for things that you could replicate at home. And as ever, I'd urge you to look at the show notes while you're listening for photos of each of the houseplant studios, which will enlighten you as you listen. And you can also check out my Instagram account, j.l.perone. If you click on the Chelsea highlights, you'll see all my stories from the show to further enhance your Chelsea experience. Without any further ado, let's head to our first houseplant studio. I'm Sarah Gerald Jones and I'm at the Plant Clinic at the RHS Chelsea Flower Show. Sarah, this is so exciting. <laughs> this is Thank a you. day I've long looked forward to seeing your houseplant clinic. Congratulations on the book. Thank you so much. Guest of the show. We're sitting on these lovely these are wooden reclaimed teak, aren't they? Beautiful? So nice. Yeah. I mean, we're not here for the wood, but it's exciting. It's nice to have good furniture also. And these can double up as um Pot stands. Yes, I'm Seats liking. Pot stands. I'm liking that because there's nothing worse than a wobbly pot stand. Like nothing there's so worse. many plant stands that are just really inadequately strong. <laughs> Absolutely, we've all been there with things falling over. And behind us, we've got this beautiful plant wall. I'm loving the use of chlorophytum, camosum, the spider plant. It looks amazing in the wall, doesn't it? Because you're used to probably seeing outdoor plants in a living wall, but not so much the 
the indoor tropicals that we know so well. But yeah, they work great, don't they? It really does look great, and and they're lit from above. Yeah, by grow lights. Um, yeah, it looks really amazing. Nice. Soltech solution. Soltech solution. Yes. Show sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it looks really, really good. And is this is this one of these? Um, bespoke systems for yes it is yeah so you fill it from the top and then basically the water drips down to all the components so every single plant has got access to water it's like a wicking mat at the bottom of each yeah yeah so they all look great don't they they've been in there for about a week and so far so good and you're hoping that people are going to come here with plant problems for you to solve (laughs) i hope so i hope they're not the same ones over and over again but yes Mm -hmm. um we're we're trying to educate people how to look after their house plants better well and we can all say amen to that inside you've got a lovely substrate bar that's what i'm going to call it i don't know what you're calling it it's a soil bar bar. and um um, uh, well basically they're they're treatments for our plants so this is how to better keep them alive and we're talking about the substrate being very important so we have tailor-made substrates depending on what type of plant you have so we have an alocasia mix and we have a monstera mix because i think getting the substrate right you're 50 percent of the way there to keeping your plant alive exactly i think that's going to be a real shocker for some people who I think are so. not houseplant growers to see that and go i have to repot it in different stuff exactly <laughs> i can't just keep it in what yeah. the grower sent to me and the other thing i must remark on are these huge huge boston ferns outside that must be enormously heavy it's gone on a big hook well it rained the other day so you can imagine how oh, heavy wow. it is now so i'm hoping the hooks hold up well it's wow. it's putting out loads of new fronds and it looks amazing it's I'm, it's fantastic isn't it It was sourced by mark who also designed this studio and um, he's happy house plant so he managed to get this direct from the grower i think wow. it was quite hard for him to find them but they at this size yeah but that is enormous i mean it does demonstrate how big these guys can grow you you need you need space and you need height to make them really work but they are absolutely beautiful yeah, and you've got show. and they are the star of the show and behind you you've got these lovely a lovely shelf of various terrariums i know you love terrariums i absolutely love terrariums but this is the master of terrariums we've got ah, ben from okay. worcester terrariums here um, and he's got he's also brought along his um, very famous terrarium which has got 65 million views yes, on tiktok wow, and it's incredible. full of um, i think you call it micro microflora mm-hmm. the mini beasts um, so you must take a look at that oh, i will take a look at so, that so basically yeah. this is this we're calling this the steam room so the <laughs> so plants that like higher humidity we advise mm. you put them in a terrarium or in a glass cabinet or something like that to to keep the humidity raised and that way you'll be able to keep these plants alive like your you know your classic photonia and things like that mm-hmm. but we've also got some rare things in here as well and some beautiful mosses so it's we're basically making a, a clinic for your plants, a spa clinic for your plants, and we've got all the treatments available that you would imagine in a spa. I absolutely love that idea. That's so perfect. Well, thank you very much for sharing this with me, and good luck for the week. I hope you get lots of plant problems to solve. Thank you so much. <laughs> nice to see you. Thank you.
Sarah Gerard-Jones there, the plant rescuer who's been on the show before. And she teamed up with Happy Houseplants on the plant clinic. And I'm delighted to say they won a gold medal for their work. And those ferns, well, I think they're actually, having looked at them more closely, what we call macho ferns, which if you remember back to the Hilton Carter episode, those are the extra, extra huge ferns related to Boston ferns, but actually from the species Nephrolepis biserata. So do check those out in the photographs in the show notes. And now onwards to the next houseplant studio. We take a few steps under the large plane trees, alive with ring-necked parakeets. Yes, we have parakeets in London. To the next houseplant studio to meet Mo and Charlotte. I'm Mo from the Botanical Archive. Hi, I'm Charlotte Durant from the Aroid Attic. This is pretty exciting to be here um, in your beautiful houseplant studio. What's the concept? So the concept is social media versus reality. So our design is set in a in a houseplant collector slash influencers living room, and it's full of all sorts of different rare plants and more common plants and it's got all like different propagations going on terrariums little greenhouse cabinet orchids everywhere yeah it's full <laughs> it is full i wish my front room looked like this it's amazing uh, mo some of these plants are yours your bet you've brought your babies with you to I the have. show tell me about the this is the instagram side here tell me about this side um, so we've got quite uh, mostly aroids, I would say, if not only aroids. We've got a little begonia on the side there. Um, so, yeah, a lot of these are my private collection, um, mostly things I've grown from cuttings. So thankfully managed to get them to, to grow quite big in order, just in time for Chelsea. Um, got some quite rare things here as well. So we've got philodendron spiritus sancti. Um, we've got a nice looking, quite a nice specimen of Anderium crystallinum and then some hybrids around the place will you be guarding your spiritus sancti throughout the week <laughs> I'll be yeah. checking bags for scissors at the yeah door. oh gosh I would think so too um, this is important to get across isn't it this uh, contrast between what we see on social media and the reality of keeping houseplants so on this other side we've got we've got some repotting going on I mean it's kind of tidy repotting but um, you know <laughs> It's Chelsea, it's Chelsea. It's Chelsea repotting, exactly. But it's really good to reflect on this because I think a lot of people who perhaps are getting into the hobby are looking at um, Instagram and feeling a bit, a bit disappointed with their own yeah. collection. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It can be quite overwhelming to see everybody's like perfect rare plants and and think that you have to go to that sort of level to have a house plant collection. But I think it's important to show off like. The, the more common houseplants and just how beautiful they are and how they don't look out of place next to the rarer ones. They all go together really nicely and have an in- interest in all the different leaves. Yeah, and you've got a lovely uh, plain green Monstra Deliciosa and, you know, with all those lovely spaghetti uh, soup of aerial roots going yeah. on, which is you know, like that. If you grow that plant, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's a proper piece of the jungle. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. That's what happens and you have to accept that you're going to have these aerial roots just climbing all over the place <laughs> I mean mine went under my sofa and I just couldn't get them out for a while <laughs> so best yeah to embrace it it is best to embrace it um and other plants we've got on this side we've got the one Phylloxylis triangularis I mean you know that's one of my absolute faves any particular faves on this side Mo um 
I think I'm really, really pleased with the with the plaiting up of the logs on the ceiling. So yeah, with all the phalaenopsis orchids, the exactly, moss orchids, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're quite easy to get hold of. But up there, they look so like special and they they look rare. Yeah. And what you've done is you've avoided that very strict look of them held to a cane, yeah. and instead you've got them as they would be in nature growing epiphytically on this branch and trailing down yes. which makes the flowers look really different doesn't it, does, it? Yeah. absolutely and i think that's what we intended with it to kind of show off epiphytes as well yeah show um, off all the different shadows that they make and yeah no they look beautiful yeah they really do and as i say you know the cane thing i'm just like get rid of the canes and it's really <laughs> nice to see yeah. how how that can work and now you've got it all set up uh are you hoping that it's going to have a good impact this week and you're going to get lots of people hopefully reassessing hopefully I I think it would be nice for people to come in take a seat smell the Cambria orchids up in the ceiling as well because they smell beautiful and just feel like they could do this at home it feels homely in here it's not like a huge thing to to start venturing into yeah and can I also salute you that you've got some houseplant books on display there, yes. including <laughs> my absolute, my Bible, the houseplant expert, yeah. the exact edition <laughs> that I had as a child, which I'm so happy to see there. Um, and you've got some, I think that's some Aroid Society yeah. documentation and some, yeah. There's that's some little Cactus, cactus World. world. Yeah. yeah, the old Cactus <laughs> World. I was sorting out my Cactus World journals last night great to see that because I think these days sometimes people don't realise what a good resource books and societies can be I think it's so easy to get lost on the internet googling things isn't it and having the the books there to look Mm. through really helps yeah yeah, well, it's a lovely, lovely space. And you've got outside, we've got yeah. more plants. You've got a lovely, I'm slightly jealous of your Hoya crinkleate because that's <laughs> looking amazing. And I love these dish gardens too. Yeah, we wanted to do outside a sort of like an ode to cacti and succulents. So they can they can go on like a balcony, they can go in a sunny spot and they still look amazing. Like you can have a little collection of those. Not spending too much either, which is nice. Um, and they, yeah, they look fantastic. What do you think is going to be the plant that people are going to be most drawn to? Is it one of these anthuriums? I think that that anthurium there, the velvet red. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they look amazing. But I think they all just go together so nicely, Mm -hmm. don't they? And I think they're all so different. It's hard to have a favourite. I think the monstera as well, because that immediately draws your eye when you when you walk into the building. Yeah. Is this the beginning of the revival of the gre- plain green species? Well, let's hope um, so. I think it's, I think it's underrated. I hope so. Yeah. I think people have <laughs> almost kind of become a little bit obsessed with the variegated deliciosa, yeah. and I think that the plain green one really has with more the of an huge impact. leaves as well. I think there's yeah. a leaf over there, that one at the back. It's oh like gosh, yeah. 45 centimetres, 50 centimetres, it's massive. Yeah. And I think I that's what we, what we wanted to show in some respects, kind of, it doesn't matter how rare or, or how kind of unusual the plant is, if it's grown well, it will make an impact. Yeah. And I think it, that, that monster really shows that. That is really, that's a really, really good point. Well, it's great to see it all. And you've got an, I've d- also at the back, I've only just noticed that you've got oh, a lot. The cabinet. Your cabinet. And I'm sure you'll get a lot of people going, oh, I'd never thought of that, but <laughs> that is great. And I mean, also, can I just say, I'm lo- loving the prop boxes as well. Yes. <laughs> That's a really good thing because anyone who's into houseplants will go, oh yeah, I've got lots of those. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> you know, the mysterious misty box that's got yeah. Yeah. God knows what inside it. It's just, that's a really nice touch. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will be very inspirational for lots of people to see. Good luck, guys. I hope you have a really great week. And thank you very much for sharing your houseplant studio with me. Thank you for coming to visit.
I think we can all relate to that studio. I just love that prop box feature. It just felt so right. Let's move away from the houseplant studios for a little while because I want to turn to talk about Chelsea Plant of the Year. Normally this goes to an outdoor bulb or a shrub, something like that. But this year it went to a succulent. So this was exciting for me. The winning plant defeated 19 other plants on the shortlist to gain first place. And the plant in question is an intergeneric hybrid. Yes, that's kind of exciting. It's a cross between an Ionium and a Sempervivum. So it has the name X Semponium. See what they did there. And the cultivar name is Destiny. And I'll put a picture of this in the show notes, but it's a big meaty beast of a succulent in that rosette form that we see in both uh, Ioniums and Sempervivums. Unfortunately, I don't think it's as cold hardy as Sempervivums. I think you'd have to treat it more like a regular Ionium. But boy, does it have some pulling power. It's very beautiful, dark purple, spoon-shaped leaves in a rosette. They're kind of almost, they're giving me dinosaur skin vibes. And this was bred by Surreal Succulents, which is a Cornwall-based succulent nursery um, set up in the last few years that's done tremendous work. And it was really exciting to see them win in this category. So do go and check that plant out in the show notes. And staying in the county of Cornwall, the next houseplant studio I visited was created by the Planted House in Penzance. I'm Antonia and I am the owner of the Planted House in Penzance in Cornwall. Well, I'm sorry to say that I haven't yet been down to Cornwall to visit you, but I would love to. But for the moment, I can enjoy this beautiful houseplant studio. It feels very light and airy in here, which is a good thing with all these beautiful hanging plants. What's the overarching concept? Well, the intention really was to really create a display where plants are able to show off themselves in a a space where they're not crowded. They're not, I guess, light, airy, delicate. I love hanging plants personally. Um, We wanted to create space between plants so that they could be appreciated for themselves. Um, But also to show how you can have a living space which isn't rammed with pots everywhere we have at home in the shop. We're quite full and quite crowded. Um, Having spoken to so many customers over the last couple of years, the... The feeling we get is that many people are trying to buy and buy and buy plants. They just want more and more and more plants. They just want to squeeze in another one. And we're now saying to people, pull back a bit, have less, and appreciate the ones you've got. Give them space to breathe. I'm loving that message. I think I totally embrace that. And um, I I, I think there will be lots of people who are receptive to hearing that. I'm loving the way that these plants are hanging. Tell me about what they're hanging in. So they're hanging in handmade planters, which we sell in the shop. We came across a potter in North London three years ago um, who was actually making these pots but in a smooth clay with glazed rims. Um, And so we had them in the shop. I then came across this amazing, chunky, gritty clay 
uh, on a very short pottery course that I went on and I tentatively approached her would you mind possibly trying this clay because this is like soil and we want to create that sort of ball of soil effect and she was willing and she discovered she really enjoyed working with it mm. so, and we then found realised that these were selling more than the, the smoother ones mm. um, so for Chelsea obviously we commissioned her to do it and it's really become a massive part of our theme yeah I um, really love these and the way that you've got the very understated black wire hanging from the pots of yeah. suspended on this black wire which, which is it's, it's really, really nice it's really strong it's but really it just strong. doesn't get in the way of the scene well that was the new Lynn Chandry who helped us oh, with that one we went down looking for something super strong and super minimal to mm. hang them with mm. uh, because up to this point we've made black wire rope hangers with right. ferals which is a different approach in itself mm. these are just really minimal and delicate so that they appear to float, and that was the idea. Mm, was to, mm. It's not about the hammers, really. It's about the pots and mm. the plants. And you've also got this amazing network of, I'm not <laughs> sure what this is, some kind of natural material, wood, but it's bent in all kinds of uh, it's stunning shapes. It's rattan. <gasps> um, it's harvested in Asia. It's, it's a form of liana vine. It's in the jungles. Jungles are full of it. It uses other plants to support itself. It's used for making furniture and baskets. Rattan goes very Rattan furniture goes very well with house plants, as we know. Um, so we've decided to use it as a plant support where it can be. Um, I love its evenness. I love its flex. I love the way it can whirl around and have a sort of signature of its own, a life force of its own. Um, we've sort of reversed its role, I guess, mm. what it does in the jungle. I just love the way you've used this as a plant support and also just as a way of joining together with, in a kind of subtle way all of the different plants in here. And you've got lots of lovely plants in here. I mean, I'm immediately drawn to the lepismium, which is one of my faves. Absolutely beautiful plant. Um, That's my favourite, the cysis. Yes, which one? Which species is that? That's the rotundifolia. Is that rotundifolia? Yes. That's a really underrated plant. It is. I wrote a column about it in the RHS magazine and then got told off because nobody could get hold of one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether they're more available now, but that's a really... It's a bit more available. Yeah, I tracked one down about three years ago I'd first seen it at Burford Garden Company in their cafe it was completely mm. taking over their seeding I think they've taken it down now but I actually got them to root around deep down in this vessel to find an old plant label so I <laughs> and then I, found, I actually found one with um, the House of Plants in Sussex they sent me a tiny one in the post okay oh, it's and a beautiful yeah, plant now, now they're more available and quite really quite easy I mean that's a really uh, yeah yeah you can easy. virtually ignore them yeah. they're, they're holding a lot of water in their leaves because they're semi-succulent um, but they will just go for it and they'll, they'll do growth spurts so they'll do a sort of foot in a couple of weeks and then they'll just stop and they'll just leave mm, mm. and then you've got a lovely Serapegia linearis which is so subtle I just think that's adorable and in the middle of coming down over the middle of this low table you've got this tiny tiny pot I love these with I the beautiful the yes. easier yeah yeah. it is a beautiful leaf and mm. it looks really stunning there especially because it just looks like it's suspended in space which is wonderful <laughs> And what are you hoping that people will get out of 
visiting here. Hopefully that they'll think again about their collection. I think the message for me is is to stop gathering and hoarding and just trying to squeeze in another plant. I mean, it's, it's the, 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 the love of houseplants has exploded and there's, there's a lot of people just collecting as much as they can. But you can, in the end, you can stop seeing all the individual plants that you've got. And I speak from my own experience. I've got a house that looks like a hedge. <laughs> and the shop can get very full. And it can be overwhelming for our customers sometimes. We have to pull back. And creating space in between is really important, I think. Um, well, I think that's a wonderful message, and I really hope your week is successful and that lots Thank of people you. come and visit. I'm also very envious of your extremely long Hoyle in the Aris, which is... I mean, I thought mine was long, but that's like two metres long. That's absolutely like, stunning. I don't think it's like hair. No. It is. I mean, if you're feeling stressed, you can just literally gently rub your hand down yes. a Hoyle in the Aris yes. and you feel better, don't you? And I do love these Hoyles. I love them. Oh, yeah, don't get me started. The Hoyles are great. Absolutely great. You keep playing. I mean, I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. You have to learn when to stop. Exactly. But it's it's a really beautiful environment, and I I love the space and the air that you've got in here. It feels really good. So thank you very much. Oh, I didn't mention. Oh, you didn't mention the furniture. Oh, your husband made the furniture. We made some plant boxes for. for a client in Penzance, um, he was doing some outdoor landscaping for them, and he made them these stratosphere plant boxes that go on a very high wall. And these are from the offcuts. Oh, they're they're um, perfect. Rather than being round, he realised he had just the right amount of wood to do that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's kind of worked out. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Well, um, I hope the rest of your week goes well, and thank you. You get to enjoy. I mean, so far so good on the weather. I thought it was going to be rained on, but... Uh, not yet. <laughs> not coming. yet. It may be coming. <laughs> it's nice and humid, though, which is... Yes, good. that is true. Perfect for houseplants. <laughs> of course, we ended up talking about the weather. We are British, after all. Now it's time for Meet the Listener. Hi, Jane. This is Bas Vossig from the Netherlands. When did you get into houseplants and why? I got into houseplants around September of 2019 when I was researching how to repot a ZZ plant which I had been growing well basically it was growing already at the student housing that I moved into back in 2006 and it moved out with me in 2010 and yes so so it has been growing in the nursery pot since then and it was in dire need and basically breaking out of it already. However, plants have been part of me and my family with my mum and my grandmother being the people with the greenest thumbs, I would say. And I'm actually very happy to be growing a division of an heirloom Sansevieria from my grandmother. And hopefully I will get my hands on a cutting of the Begonia Coralina Lucerna in Angel Wing Begonia which my mum is growing and it's already been propagated many times and it's growing at my sister's house currently as well as at many other people's houses. So I will say that even though my gateway into the plant business was around the September of 2019, they've been part of my life for a long time. What's the latest addition to your houseplant collection? 
The latest addition to my plant collection is a couple of very commercially rare Sensiferia, namely the Bantel Sensation and Variegated Whale Fin. I am very stoked that I finally got my hands on both of these and currently they are in need of a pot with new substrate because they're still sitting in the packaging that I am being a bit lazy to remove them from but I'm sure they're fine. Complete the sentence I love my houseplants because... I love houseplants because they really brighten up my space and I really like to be immersed in green. I'm a biologist at heart, even though I work as a flight attendant, but it makes coming home such a pleasant, um, yeah, makes it so nice and really relaxing. Who is your houseplant hero? I want to say my houseplant hero is Summer Rain Oaks because she made a video about repotting a giant ZZ plant and this is the video I watched prior to getting stuck in myself. And she was basically my gateway person. (laughs) Watching her videos just drug me into a giant rabbit hole of plant videos and plant content on the internet and I've been hooked ever since. Name your plantagonist, the plant you simply cannot get along with. As for my plantagonist, um, that is a difficult question. Um, At the moment I am really struggling with growing some hardly philodendron. There's two specimens in my home right now and one of them is seemingly under constant attack of thrips and did i mention i'm a lazy plant parent um yeah so i haven't been very diligent at removing the thrips and they just seem to keep attacking it and i feel kind of at a loss but um you know i roll with the punches and um, i keep going it seems that the plant is keeping going as well so who knows what the outcome will be hopefully my home will not be swallowed by the thrips (laughs) Thanks, Bas, and I hope that the Thrips decide to decamp elsewhere for you. If you'd like to put your name forward for Meet the Listener, we'd be delighted to have you. Just email ontheledgepodcast.gmail.com and instructions for taking part, don't worry, they're very simple, will be winging their way to you. And now it's time for some thank yous. Kit Jennifer and Maria all became legends in the last few days. And I received two excellent reviews, one from Argo Lub in the US and Debs W in the UK. You have no idea how much these things lift my spirits. So thank you to you all. It's time to visit another houseplant studio. And this one, well, let's just say... I wish my office looked as good as this. Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm a team member at the Plant Workshop. Uh, and I'm David. I'm the owner of the Plant Workshop. Here we are in this wonderful work-from-home office. I wish my office looked like this. <laughs> Maybe not with the moss under the keyboard. 
<laughs> that's the only thing I'm not on board with. <laughs> it's a beautiful space. Tell me about what the concept was. So the concept was a work from home space. Uh, we started our, our business a couple of years ago in, in lockdown. Uh, lots of people were working from home um, and trying to really appreciate what they had at home. Um, and we were delivering plants around uh, the northeast of England and North Yorkshire. So we decided to um, really go back home, bring everything back um, to, to basics with lots of you know, easy care plants, which um, are you know, great for wellness, um, but accessible for everybody, really, who, um, regardless of their space or budget, would, uh, would be able to benefit from. Yeah, so it works in terms of boosting energy, boosting productivity, making you feel good, but also having an option to have an easy care plant if you don't have as much time to care for one with your busy schedule yeah that's the thing isn't it i think lots of people have acquired lots of house plants during lockdown and um, we we need to get ones that aren't going to demand too much of us and you've got lots of things here that are really really easy what would you say is one of your all-time favorite put it in the corner and don't worry too much about it plants <laughs> any um, tips think, oh, tips well we've got the um the very well-known uh, Sansevieria or snake plant, uh, which is fantastic for very low, sort of low light up to uh, some bright light. Uh, that one you can put in a corner, forget about. Um, you know, you don't need to water it that often. Um, but yeah, they are they are really easy care. Yeah, I'm loving though. I know this isn't quite so easy, but this lovely crocodile fern next door. That's mm. enormous. It is enormous. So this is actually a semi-hydro as well, so it makes it a little bit okay. easier to care for because it has a gauge telling you when it needs water. Yeah. So in that that aspect, it is easier than if you just had it. I love in. that. I love a gauge. Yeah. I love a gauge. <laughs> it makes life so, so much easier, <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so your business started during lockdown. That must have been a roller coaster. Yeah, it was. It was. It was difficult. Um, it was never planned that way. Um, <laughs> so you know, we had a shop that was going to open, and then we, we couldn't open it. Uh, you know, we couldn't get any building supplies and things. So we ended up with lots of brown bags, um, and we had a summer house in the garden, and we sort of sell, started to sell our products online through you know social media, um, and we just had that huge amount of support from um, from lots of customers. Um, so it was uh, yeah, it was quite a ride. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. And now things have settled down. How has that changed now that we get back to? To new normal, normal or? yeah. I think lots of people now are buying more plants to green up their, you know, their space because of everything that we've talked about that wellness aspect. You know, the, the cleaner air, um, and I think a lot of the customers are really passionate for those smaller businesses. I think that's really, really important. They're probably shopping less in those bigger outlets um, and coming to more specialist people who really know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's 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 the reason to go to uh, a specialist plant shop is for that personal touch and do you have customers who have just been becoming uh, frequent flyers as it were I bet you've got some customers who just keep keep coming back for more yeah we definitely (laughs) do Uh, it's great to see people coming back and we also try and get different plants in we change up what we have um, and yeah get new stuff in I have to say I'm loving the Hoyoliniaris curtain of Hoyoliniaris that you've got here I mean it's slightly reminding me, and I hope you don't take this as an insult because it really isn't one, but it's slightly reminding me of a page in my Bible, the Dr. Hesse on Houseplant Expert, where he recommends like using plants as a room divider. And it is like it's like, it's just so it looks so good because you've got these five pots all cascading down. Uh, I mean that Hoy 
yards is ridiculously long. It's so long. Yeah, it's it's so actually long. pulled on the floor there. That's amazing. Yeah. Like 2.5 um, metres long. Two point, wow, okay. I'm now feeling very inadequate for my coil in the iris, which is a mere <laughs> metre and a half. Very <laughs> impressive. It really softens the space, though, doesn't it? It, it does. It laps it over the window, so it gives you that extra shade. And when you're talking about an easy care plant, I think that is a very easy. Once you Absolutely. know what it wants, it's, it's Absolutely, really yeah. Plant. We had the conversation yeah. earlier today actually about hoyas that you know they, they don't get as much press as what we had hoped really and hoyas are so easy care. Yeah. yeah. We should I definitely agree champion hoyas. Oh definitely. Well I've done several episodes so I am definitely a Hoya champion for sure. Good. Um and you put this together in quite a short amount of time, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh you I think you had what was it, t- two, two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks. Wow. Yeah. How was that? stressful it's been very um, hectic we, we yeah. were the latecomers um but we obviously had to jump at the opportunity to come and exhibit yeah. at chelsea um but yeah we work really well as a team and um, we are very much on the same wavelength so we were able to bring our ideas together and, and come up with this well one of my absolute favorite things another one of my absolute favorite things is this lovely fish eye mirror <laughs> loving that mirror, yeah. it's really good i mean there's something about it that's just setting off the rest of the room really brilliantly so um, I'm going to take lots of pictures and uh, use them in my show notes. So hopefully people will be looking at that as they hear this. And it's incredible what you've created in such a talk, short frame of time. Yeah, thank <laughs> so well done. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks so much. As you know, if you've listened to my Chelsea coverage before, the show on press day is packed not only with journalists, but with celebrities. Now, I'm not generally a big follower of many celebrities. I did see Dame Judi Dench at the show, which was an honour because I think she's a fantastic actress. Most of the time, I'm not really sure who anybody is. But this was the very first time that an interview for On The Ledge has been sort of gatecrashed by a celebrity. It's towards the end of the interview and you don't get to hear who it is, but I'll reveal all afterwards. And that explains why we go a little bit off track at the end as I chat about the Botanical Rhapsody Houseplant Studio. Hi, I'm Matt Gilchrist and I'm the creative director of the Edible Bus Stop. Well, in the background, we've got this beautiful music. Now, this isn't just lift music. This is a significant form of music. Can you tell us what's going on here? Well, essentially, what we're, we're utilising a process which is known as biosonification, which is a technology whereby you can read the tiny micro fluctuations in a plant by attaching these electrodes to the leaves and what you're hearing right now is the music of three plants that's blowing my mind it I mean, does. It's <laughs> it really is that's why i always leave a little bit of a gap there yes that is amazing i mean what and presumably reaching out and touching one of these leaves would that elicit a response from the plant absolutely it depends on how they're feeling by the way because just Anything living has its moments, it's more reactive, it's feeling calm or it's feeling stressed. So if I touch it now, let's see what happens. It's going a little bit more high-pitched there, it's changing slightly, yeah. This beautiful, I suppose we've probably got to call it Gapertia now, although everyone knows it as Calathea. Velvety leaves, which are very tactile anyway. Well, that's the idea. Is also we wanted to people to feel free to touch the plants, mm-hmm. and and so that's the aim here. And as while you're doing this, 
Really, this installation is all about how nature is constantly interacting with us and how we're all connected. And so plants react to their environment on a constant basis in real time. By utilising biosonification, we can actually reveal the otherwise hidden communications that are going on, the otherwise inaudible communications that are going on, and how actually by sort of piercing that veil of perception, you can enter into a plant world and understand that actually everything we do as humans, they're, they're affected by, and they're responding to us, and so that sort of biophilic quality of how they're making us feel calmer, reducing our cortisol, you know, all of those things that they do for us. Hopefully, here, you can access that by having this audible reaction that's going on around you. It's absolutely lovely. It's bringing to life something that we know is there. We kind of know that plants are reacting to their environment, but actually being able to hear it is really quite powerful. We know plants are sending out messages, and now we can hear the messages, which is really cool. And I guess, you know, it's teaching people to really observe and look at their plants because... They are trying to communicate with us all the time. Yes. Amazing. And it's, it's, they're also communicating to our, our, our subconscious selves. So this is how, as I, as I mentioned before, with you know, biophilia, it's now being shown it doesn't just help your mental health and your emotional health. They have a physical effect on us. They, they lower our blood pressure. They help you heal quicker after an operation if you're around plants. They help you concentrate. So there's all sorts of levels that plants are working. And they're cleaning our air. I mean, really, what they're doing for us is extraordinary, and they don't ask for much in return. Mm. Just us to stop killing them with pollution, etc. <laughs> yeah, so true. I'm just loving the way this is, is displayed. Uh, it's a very beautiful display of houseplants. I think that one of my favourites is, I think that's an Escalanthus in this beautiful yes. uh, brass hanger, spotlighted. It looks like it's, I don't know, it looks like it's very mysterious, something very mysterious on the top that draws you in looking at that. I can't quite explain why. I'm really glad you say that, and that's one of the reasons why we've chosen this totally black walls and ceiling, is that we wanted the plants to really pop out. Mm. And when you spotlight them like that, you can really see their form and their elegance. And uh, yes, it's quite fabulous. It looks like it's having a good time, doesn't yeah, it? It it's, knows it's, it's having its moment. In the spotlight. And you've and I'm also glad that you've put sensors on this beautiful Calathea orbifolia. Let's let's admit it that it's one of the harder house plants to keep alive, but maybe if you had this set up, you'd be more aware of when things were going wrong because it's an absolutely gorgeous plant with these huge, huge striped leaves and it's such a star of the show. It's just We're just having a little feel of these Calathea orbifolia leaves and it, yeah, it is changing the music. Could you have this set so that you were playing different instruments? Have you chosen the instruments absolutely, yes. yourself? No, our sound artist has chosen right. the instruments. So the way he talks about it is like essentially what the, the computer will pick up with these micro fluctuations he then applies notes to and then he's, he describes it I give the plant fingers to hit a keyboard with, which I, like I love that idea it's because it's actually quite difficult to explain you can get quite techy about it but really we're just giving the plants the tools to 
be able to talk to us and sing to us in this particular case. So yes, you could make them sound like banjos. Yeah, I was going to say, electric guitars, the world is your oyster. You could have any kind of sound coming out of here. Well, it's a really dramatic display, and I really hope that uh, people come in here and sample it out. And as you say, nice to be able to be given an invitation to touch leaves, because I'm often feeling like a little bit naughty for touching leaves of plants when I'm going round um, and giving them a bit of a stroke. Because I think that's part of the enjoyment and the biophilia is actually being able to touch and experience different leaf textures i think is really powerful for me anyway is a really powerful thing so it's lovely it's lovely in here and um just uh, slightly i have to say i know i just this huge moranta lemon lime here on a stand is blowing me away because yeah. it's enormous i've never seen one that big um i love that plant that's a particular that's my star in terms of uh, plants in here but you've got a lovely selection of plants and beautifully potted as well i don't know where your pots are from but various wonderful uh, pot suppliers but we've gone quite a lot of scandinavian mm. so as you can tell with our screen here at the back which is mm. to look like a shoji screen a japanese shoji yes. screen yeah. um which is lit with led dynamic lighting so that lighting changes color and intensity throughout the day to mimic the sun to okay. key in with your circadian rhythm to actually oh, keep you it's another element in the studio mm. to help people calm and feel at ease but uh, what, 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 what happens eventually is that the, the plants have now because these lights by the way are all grow lights yeah. so the plants have since they have been in here you'll see here with the mm. sisters that it's just it started to grow they're yeah. responding straight away Awesome. Well, it's absolutely stunning, and um, yeah, I feel like I just want to keep touching leaves. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you can just have a, a leaf stroke. Why not? Got my hand buzzing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. Well, thank you very much for showing my me around. Do and come um, again. yeah, I mean, I think I just want to just hang out in here and enjoy the beautiful music. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming. So the person who came in during that interview and started stroking a calathea leaf was Woody Cook. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he is the son of Zoe Ball and Norman Cook, grandson of the legend that is Johnny Ball. If you still don't know who I'm talking about, have a Google. But anyway... It put me off my stride a bit, but um, he was basically doing some DJing for the press call, uh, accompanied by the music of the plants. And so he came in to have a little uh, look around. So <laughs> hence the interview drew to a close. I should have, I guess, just shoved the microphone in his face and asked him some questions. But I wasn't that good of a reporter at that point. And you know me, I'm kind of more interested in the plants. And now the final studio actually won the best houseplant studio category. And if you're looking for somewhere fun to hang out at Chelsea, I think this studio definitely won out. Uh, hi, I'm James Whiting or Plants by There on Instagram. Um, and I'm a houseplant fanatic and stylist. Um, and I've designed Planet Studio for Malvern Garden Buildings at this year's Chelsea Flower Show. I'm just I've just been totally distracted, James, by the rotating pilea on the yes. floor, which I absolutely love. The fact that you've got this on a little a little turntable going yeah. round. I mean that's an underrated plant, but I mean I don't know where to start with this because this is a visual treat for the eyes. Tell me about the concept. So it's basically aimed at people who might have a 
a garden room who miss the nightlife but don't want to travel into the city for a night out, so they invite all their friends to their garden to experience a Studio 54 uh, inspired bar and club space. Um, and it's a mix of kind of like retro futuristic decor and 70s vibes, you know, like kind of all those retro house plants we love, spider plants and chef liras mixed with kind of unusual, you know, alien looking specimens. This is so cool. I love the orange theme. You've got this amazing ceramic selection um, behind the bar lit up by mirrors, which is just so clever. But we've got to talk about the fungi in the room. Tell me about the, uh, the shelf full of mushrooms. Yes, so the oyster mushrooms are grown by um, the Cayley Brothers, and I actually met them at last year's Chelsea show. They were on the RHS garden with Arit, um, and they were drawn to our display last year with our pink macrame and our neon lights, and just kind of said they found their people. Um, so we really wanted to work together, and oyster mushrooms are kind of one of those things that are so beautiful, but people are a bit afraid of them or don't know how to grow them, and they're, they're edible as well, so it's that things that are beautiful that will also have a use in your home. I think people are kind of paying a lot more attention to mushrooms. Um, they're just fascinating. They are totally fascinating. And you just pointed out to me that in the beam of the spotlight, we can actually see a load of spores being released yes. by these mushrooms, which is pretty awesome. I've just realised that there's a rotating snake plant as well. That's yes, also giving me life. <laughs> Severia is the, you know, on the podium dancing. It's yes, that classic 70s house plant yes. that everyone knows and loves or sometimes hates. It depends on oh, your view on no, them. Oh, no, I love, um, I love. Yeah, you know, you have to, you know, illuminated by some lava-style projections and it's just all about energy and life and, you know, Studio 54 is a real mix of people. It was so diverse and the fashion and the you know, people from all walks of life could be there. And I just wanted to kind of do that with houseplants. You know, a, yeah. a really diverse range of houseplants. Yeah, I think you're right that there's a lot of houseplants that uh, perhaps are so common or so kind of been around for so long that we don't really rate them. Among them being, of course, the snake plant. And you've got some lovely Tradescantia there as well. Yeah. And just putting a Tradescantia in a really interesting bright orange vase-shaped pot yeah. just takes it to a different place, doesn't Completely. it? Completely, and you know, all the pots have been handmade um, by uh, Adam Johnson, who was on the Great Pottery Throwdown oh, during okay. the first lockdown, so that's how we connected through Instagram. It's been a lot of Instagram kind of conversations going on with my collaborators on this, um, and he made every single plant pot in the building, inside and out, all by hand, um, and so yeah, it's been a real operation to get it yes, all to come together wow. for Chelsea. Wow. Um, but it just shows that you can take a, a staple houseplant that may be overlooked and mm. give it a new lease of life and just mm. show it off in a mm. different way. And it's all about pairing plants with the right containers and, and the right vessels to enhance them, you know, to show off their beauty. What's your... Is there a favourite of yours here in this studio? Can you pick a favourite oh, child? so, so <laughs> difficult. Um, is this a large Kentia palm behind you? Yes, me? I think... Uh, that's pretty cool as just, well. So, you know, Kew Gardens Palm House was one of the first places I visited when I moved to London. And it was always one of those places I'd seen on TV and I wanted to get in there. And palms are just, you know, a staple. They are, you know, Kentia palms, you do see them everywhere, but they do, there's hard working plants in your mm, home. Mm. They're very easy to look after. They can put up with a lot of neglect 
um, which is you know what most people want I think we live busy <laughs> lives I'm terrible for, for getting to water things um, so yeah and it's just they're elegant you know it creates height and gives you this canopy and you can immerse yourself under a cantia palm and escape exactly. a little bit exactly yeah there yeah. is it's, it's, it's a very luxurious plant I think when you look at it well I love this whole vibe I'm thinking this is the fun lively kind of vibe that we need right now yes <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was a Covid lockdown Zoom partier and I would have disco lights and disco balls in all of my Zoom parties with my friends mm-hmm. and it became a running theme so this is now how my home looks if right. there's always a neon light on there's always a disco ball hanging somewhere amongst my collection of plants I think it's just it's more fun and I think the thing is people may sort of be dismissive of the idea of like having a zoom backdrop that you curate but actually when so much of our lives is done on zoom even now actually why the heck not be creative yeah absolutely you know who wants to sit in a two hour long zoom meeting looking at somebody's grey wall not me <laughs> no so, I hear you yeah, I hear you no I think it's beautiful well, I'm absolutely thrilled that um, this has come together so beautifully and well done. I mean, uh, who knew that bright orange would just be so amazing? I'm, I mean, I just love the way that you brought the colour scheme together in here. Obviously, this is a Chelsea show uh, exhibit, but there's so much in here that you could, if you did have a garden studio, that you could try out at home. Exactly, and that you know was the main aim for me. I don't have a garden. I garden indoors and on a very, very small balcony. So it's all about where I can fit more plants. So I integrate them into my furniture. They're you know they're inside the bar. They're they're inside cupboards and using grow lights to facilitate that. Um, and that's a really inexpensive thing to do now. It's so much more accessible. And I hope that people just take you know a little piece of Planet Studio and you know think yeah I'm going to turn that sink in that spare bathroom I don't use into a pond or I'm going to do something Mm. you know strange in my kitchen in you know some spare glass cabinets that normally just have glasses in you know it's being a bit more creative with the space you're living in well I'm loving the vibe well done thank you very much and have have a great rest of the week at the show basket containing orange and curium flowers rotating next to shelves full of very strange pots with very strange mushrooms in them doesn't get you scurrying to the show notes i don't know what will thanks to all my interviewees this week and everyone who chatted to me at the chelsea flower show it was a really lovely day and i enjoyed every minute of it be back next friday with another episode so if you're not subscribed click the subscribe button now to make sure on the ledge keeps coming at you every friday i hope your week is full of greenery dirt under your fingernails and kindness and compassion bye heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops. 
The Road We Used to Travel When We Were Young by Komiku, Chiefs by Jazar, and Plantation by Jason Shaw. All tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. Visit the show notes for details.